Welcome to the Fantasy Football BS on the BS Podcast Network with your host, Bryduck and the Snowman. This podcast is for all fantasy football players from the newbies and the beginners to the most experienced players. This podcast is sponsored by AirCare Heating and Cooling, your number one heating and cooling professional provider serving San Jose, California and surrounding areas. In this episode, we'll be breaking down the QB positions and providing you with our 2020 QB rankings. So sit back and listen up to this great content that will help you dominate your league so you're the one holding the fantasy football trophy at the end of the season. It's Bride Duck and Snowman. They come from San Jose. They drop a little knowledge about the fantasy program. It's fantasy football. Mm. Division rivals player. Mm. Snowman's a Bronco while Bride Duck's a Raider. Yeah. But that just makes for better bullshitting. <laughs> Two of the smartest football minds, so listen. A Raider in Fort Worth, a Bronco in the Bay. Bay. A mission to the top of the standings to stay. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Fantasy Football BS. I'm the Snowman with my co-host, my Texas native and Las Vegas rival, Bryduck just cracked open my beer for the episode going back to some Cali beers drinking an Anderson Valley Boont Amber Ale it's only 5.8% we got a lot of stuff to be talking a lot of positional rankings for the QB a lot of content I needed something a little lighter I didn't want to start slurring my words by the end of the episode (laughs) Bryduck how you doing good. good decision there good decision yeah, yeah. I'm doing so, good, brother. I'm uh, hanging in over here. Uh, you know, with all these beers and stuff, I think we need to start like a ranking chart like uh, El Presidente over there at Barstool. Um, you know, you start ranking each beer each episode, how, how high you grade it. Start a board up. What do you think? Oh, shit. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> we might be I, onto something. Here. Yeah, might be might be onto something. I think make us a little different from your ordinary podcast just talking about fantasy football. Get start every beers. Ep- start, yeah, start every episode in there with a, a little ranking on your newest ale. And yeah, then, you know, then then people go and uh, go buy that beer and then tell you that your taste buds suck as much as your picks. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Especially uh, since it's all Cali. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I'm a Broncos fan too, so which is kind of a little surprising that you know my my beers are Cali, my my music is Cali. My football team is in Colorado. Yeah, exactly. I fucked up somewhere. All over the place. My my parents dropped me when I was a kid, and all of a sudden I just started liking the Broncos. So That's what happens when you eat paint chips as a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that lead that paint thing? that lead paint is still out here in Cali. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, well, man. Break, oh, break man. it down for us. Give us our, uh, our discussion points for this episode. Yeah, man. We're, we're going to be, again, breaking down QB positional rankings. This is going to be a good one. This is your 2020 content that is going to be relevant to help everyone out to, to make you stay dominant and, and keep you at the top of the league. We're going to help the newbies be able to to know when to pick these QBs. I know a lot of people out there probably been saying, man, you know what? A Broncos fan, a Raiders fan, I'm hearing a lot of you guys agreeing. Well, you could suck it because we got two separate sheets of positional rankings here that we're going to be debating this episode and and the rest of the positional rankings out we're going to also talk about some possible honorable mentions to kind of keep on your draft board depending on whether you like them they just kind of fell short from our from our top 12 quarterbacks that we're going to be breaking down as well as some quarterbacks that we feel to to buy or beware just stay away from big risk could be a big reward but 
if you don't want to take that risk, we got some safe picks for you. Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a great great way to put it there. And um, you know, I think that as we start breaking some of these down, there there will be some some differences, but there will also be obviously a, a lot of similarities, um, especially at the top of the board. So I think as we get down that list is where we'll start seeing a, a few differences there. But just want to jump on and say uh, that you guys should be all following our social media if you're not already on Instagram. Um, follow us at Fantasy Football BS. Uh, on YouTube at Fantasy Football BS and on Twitter at Fantasy FBBS. Um, also, catch us on all of your major platforms for podcasts. Make sure to subscribe, like our channel. Um, that way, you guys get notified whenever we drop a new episode. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And this is kind of when we're starting. We were doing one a week. Now we're we're starting to get in the season. We're going to be doing more episodes during the week. If you're a Niners fan, you're not going to see fucking Jimmy G on on my <laughs> list out here. I don't know about you, Bryduck, but he ain't on my list. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. <laughs> Stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned. <laughs> As always, just give a nice shout out to our sound engineer over here. All right, let's uh, just do a quick recap. We did a 2019 recap a couple weeks ago, but just for those of you that missed it, well, you, you missed out. You suck for missing that episode to begin with. But uh, just a real quick, we're going to give you our, the top 12 QBs from 2019. So, uh, Bri, why don't you start us off with just listening off who finished in the top five. Yeah, top five. You had uh, Lamar Jackson at number one. Obviously, uh, just to touch on the kind of the season that he had. I mean, just what a what an outstanding season. Uh, just huge kudos to, to Lamar Jackson and, and the year that he had. Deshaun Watson, number two, with uh, 333 points. Um, Dak Prescott with 319 points. Jameis Winston, 318 points. And Russell Wilson. Yeah, that rounded out your, your top five. Your six through ten. You had Josh Allen at, at 297. You had Kyler Murray. What a rookie year to, to have, not only in the actual NFL stat-wise, but in the fantasy as well, uh, being at number seven at, at two, 282. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, 279.8. Matt Ryan at number eight, excuse, or excuse me, at number nine, 266.9. And Carson Wentz at number 10 at 265.8. Yeah, and then uh, Aaron Rodgers coming in at number 11 and rounding out the uh, top 12 with Tom Brady at number 12. Yeah, so some some of those names uh, we you may see on, on both of our lists here coming up here soon. And just again, uh, listen back at the 2019 recap at, where we discuss those a little bit further for their recap. But from from here on out, we're going 2020 positional rankings for the for the QB position. So now that uh, we caught everyone up from last uh, year's stats as well as a couple weeks ago that episode, uh, let's break down the top QBs uh, starting with uh, our, our top seven here. Bry, uh, we'll just art, alternate here. I'll have you go first, and then I'll say my number one quarterback, and we'll just keep bouncing it back at fourth. So why don't you hit us with, with your number one QB for 2020? Yeah, my number one uh, for 2020 going into it, uh, projecting, uh, I'm, I'm going with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he was my guy last year. Um, you know, barring that injury, I think he would have finished a lot higher than he did, um, you know, finishing last year at, at number eight as a, a 2019 rank. 
Um, I think that Pat Mahomes is going to have a huge year this year coming up. Um, they've added some weapons. They've added some pieces. Uh, probably even a better running game than he had last year. So maybe he doesn't have to rely on his arm too much. Um, but let's be real. I mean, it's it's a it's a track meet out there in Kansas City. So they're they're slinging the ball all over the place. So yeah, I I got to agree uh, right off the bat with with Patrick Mahomes as well. I I know some people probably have Lamar Jackson as number one. I I don't think you can argue. I think Pat Mahomes could have been up in this ranking. Uh, at number one, or at least in the in the top five, if he didn't get injured against my Denver Broncos, but just coming back from coming back from a knee injury, came back super quick. I think he was supposed to be out three or four weeks, but I mean, he's still just all world. Uh, yeah, I mean, man, you look at that injury too. You don't you don't expect him to even come back that. They were I mean, talking about him missing, could possibly miss the whole season. I was like, damn, my Broncos may have a fucking shot, but. Yeah, I, I mean, literally, the fact that he even came back is is amazing. Let alone, you know, taking him to the Super Bowl and winning it. So yeah, definitely huge, huge kudos from two AFC West rivals to Pat Mahomes. That just goes to show, you know, obviously not how how much people in the league think of him, but even rivals, you know, they you got to respect the guy. Uh, he, he's a stud. And I mean, he averages averages per season forty five hundred yards per season. I mean, he's got a 38 TD per season. So that ratio for his TD to INT ratio is at five touchdowns per one interception. I mean, that's that's like Madden stats you're talking yeah, right there. Absolutely. I mean, you, you just know that you plug him in and he's going to be putting up, you know, 25 plus points. Yeah. We always hype up the, the chase the volume, chase the production. I mean, he's averaging 38 passes a game, even if they are blowing teams out i mean he's averaging 38 passes a game that's volume that's a ton of volume that's crazy that's a yeah a crazy average for how many times he throws a game i mean it's it's insane i mean even even i mean as division rivals we both know until the guy goes down you you can't count him out i mean his pressured percentage completion percentage is 44.7 percent it if you give him pressure, he's still going to uh, complete it 44.7% of the time. That is, that's also incredible. Uh, you can't count the guy out. The guy's going to throw a sidearm, however the hell he's going to throw it behind his back, fucking maybe. I don't know, but the guy's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Who you got at number two? Number two, uh, I got Russell Wilson. Um, I know that's probably a shock to, to a lot of people hearing Russell Wilson come at that early, but to me, he's Mr. Consistent, man. Um you can't go wrong with Russell Wilson. It, you know, year in, year out, he is just Mr. Clutch. Uh, you know, five game-winning drives last year. Uh, just really has a, as a knack for being the guy. Uh, yeah. His, his, I mean, his uh, teammates really respect him. Uh, the league respects him. And he's just a baller, man. And he's a dual threat. I really like my dual threat quarterbacks, especially in fantasy um, because if they're not getting it done by the air, they can get it done with their legs and they're going to get you points. Um, you know, Russell Wilson, uh, had an average of 20.9 points per game last season. Uh, I think that he's going to have another huge year DK Metcalf coming in, you know, off of his really, really good rookie season. I would say that it was a, a huge success for DK Metcalf out there. Um, you know, I think that they add some pieces around him like they did. And I, I think that Russell Wilson is, is going to have a great season. 
I mean, I it's hard to it's definitely hard to argue with that one. I love Russell Wilson. My number two is I, I got Lamar Jackson. I, I couldn't really think of someone else to to put above him. He's just the, the guy is insane. I mean, I, I'm a big believer of athletic quarterbacks. You give a defensive coordinator and a full off season to plan against them and be able to scheme against them and show a lot in year two. Well, last year was year two for him and he went off just crazy. So I think he set, he's made a huge jump from 2018 to 2019, 2018. He was QB 32. Yeah. And now he went, he was QB one. Yeah. And even if Pat Mahomes kept on his, on his tail and average that he was averaging per game still would have felt just short of catching up to Lamar Jackson. So I don't see how how I can go with anyone else at number two. He's got most rushing yards out of the QB, 1,200 with, without receiving stats. This is insane. Listen to this one. Without receiving stats, Lamar would have finished RB28. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Just without receiving, take, take running back receiving stats out. He w- just rushing stats. He would have finished RB twenty eight. So, so then you add those two two things together, you know, with the rushing plus, you know, obviously the guy can throw the ball too. Um, that's 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 a, a great dual threat quarterback, and that's why jumping into the number three, it's a great segue for me into Lamar Jackson. There um, you go. I, I I agree, man. I mean, I can't I can't necessarily knock that. Um, it w- for me it was a it was a debate between Russell or Lamar there at number two. The only reason that I went with Russell is just the edge of consistency and he's been doing it longer. Um, yeah. you know, Lamar had that, like you said, rookie season that was a little rough and, you know, people were like, Oh, he's just a running back. And then year two, he comes out, takes the league by storm. Uh, I think year three will be his true test. That'll be like more like his sophomore year to me. Um, just because last year was his first full year. Um, so I call that as kind of like his first season, almost like as a half red shirt year. Right. Okay. Uh, so I think that this year is going to be the year that's going to kind of show us you know, can teams fix, you know, like we've said before, with those dual threat running quarterbacks, typically a full off season gives teams a, a chance to scheme against them now. Because uh, now they have a full year of game tape and obviously something different from his rookie season, what he showed on the field. So now they're going to look at what he did last year. And that was kind of my only debate in my head. That's I'm just trying to justify why I came to that decision. But still, I mean, Lamar Jackson comes in at number three for me. Um... 3,127 yards passing. Uh, the guy was putting up 28.2 uh, points per game average. That is a huge number. 28.2. I mean, the closest to him was Deshaun Watson at 22.2. So you're getting an extra almost, you know, six six full points above uh, what what Deshaun Watson was able to get you. So. Yeah. I mean that's that's big. That's that's a win or a loss in some in some weeks. And he's keeping the the same offense coordinator. He's keeping it, the roster. And they did nothing but returning. add weapons. Exactly. Yeah, they did nothing but add weapons. I mean, yeah. and they're even talking now like AB might uh, Antonio Brown might even be in the running for you know signing with the Ravens. So could you imagine Antonio Brown coming you know with the horrible off off season and, and year he's had over the last twelve months. 
Um, if he's able to get back in the league somehow and a team actually trusts him, yeah. I mean, the guy is, is I, I don't care. He comes off the street. He's still a top five wide receiver in the league. I got, uh, I got Dak Prescott uh, at, at my number three. Again, just pure number wise, the, the guy's got weapons. They added Lamb, averaging 3,900 yards per season, 24 TDs per season, nine interceptions per season. Now, he ended up finishing third last year in 2019, and his receiving core dropped the ball 42 times last year, which was first in the league. So between Gallup and obviously Amari Cooper, those two are struggle with dropping the ball anyways. He was able to put up crazy numbers with all those drops at with 42 drops. So I have him at number three. Again, I think that offense is just stacked. I don't think they lost much with Jason Witten besides maybe the, the connection between uh, Prescott and, and Witten just being a, a savvy veteran. But I think a Blake Jarwin will, will add something very nice to that tight end position and another target for, for Dak Prescott. And that's why just the dual threat and all the weapons that are surround him, I can't count him out of, of being my third third QB. Yeah, no, and that's, again, a, another great segue into my number four uh, of Dak Prescott. Uh, and and like you said, and I, I hadn't even looked at all the drops that they had last season. I knew that they were, you know, hurting out there and, and led the league. I didn't know it was that many. Um, that's crazy, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, which just goes to show why Lamb is such a huge addition to them, because if those guys are struggling for any reason, you know, you could plug in Lamb and it's just another weapon, another piece that's really going to help them out. Um, yeah. And, and he threw for almost 5,000 yards last year. Crazy. Uh, that's, a, that's a huge number. I mean, uh, you had Jameis Winston, who actually went over 5,000, and you had Dak Prescott right there nipping at his heels. And, and you know, probably a little bit more of a successful season because he didn't throw th- 30 interceptions, right? <laughs> he, <laughs> so, he didn't lead the league in interceptions. <laughs> I, I, I'll take Dak's 30 and 11 interceptions versus Winston's 30 and 30. Uh, that's the wrong 30 for 30 episode that I don't want to watch. <laughs> and he's, he's finished top 10 QB the past three seasons. So, I mean, he's been I mean, pretty consistent. In, I, I think in Dak the first gets three. hated on man. I, I honestly like the guy a lot. I mean, living out here in Texas, obviously you get a little bit of a uh, Dallas Cowboys fatigue here in it on the radio and TV and literally everywhere you go, especially I'm in Dallas Fort Worth. So, uh, it's everywhere. And but Dak is one of the guys on the team that I actually really like. I root for him because he's an underdog, in my opinion. He's a fourth rounder. I mean, the guy has done nothing but stay quiet his entire career, getting paid peanuts when he's, you know, like you said, he's a a top 10 quarterback every year uh, since he's been in the league, just tearing it up. I mean, I I honestly I, I root for the guy. I hope that he. Uh, silences a lot of the doubters both in Dallas Cowboys world and out of it Uh, I think he deserved the contract I think that you know the Cowboys kind of have messed this entire offseason up with him Um, and it's going to be really interesting to see kind of the season he ends up having coming off you know kind of this whole offseason dilemma right of not getting the contract and being franchise tagged and you know COVID-19 happening and kind of all this stuff up in the air um I think it's been a hell of an offseason for him, but I think Dak's going to, he's going to rise to the occasion. I think he's going to have a hell of a year. Uh, I got Russell Wilson. So we kind of, kind of had the, a similar top four here, just kind of different, different, had him in different places. But Russell Wilson has been probably my go-to quarterback in fantasy the, the last three years. 
He's I think he's very underrated. He doesn't get a lot of attention. It's it seems like it's going to a Mahomes or even a Prescott and Lamar and I know I have those guys ranked higher. So it may sound a little hypocritical over here, but I think Russell Wilson just does everything right. Uh, what what scared me about last year was that he started so hot, did so well, and then the last couple weeks, even as my starter just started kind of dropping and his average of his points kind of started to drop a little bit. He finished with 20.9. Uh, he's, he's finished within the top 10 the last three seasons. He was the number one QB in 2017. He's been a top scoring QB. He's been the top scoring QB, excuse me, since 2017. He had 92 red zone attempts, which was second in the league. So that's that's crazy to to see that he ended Huge up finishing for point. Yeah, and and for some reason, whatever it happened to be, it, it wasn't capitalized enough for him to to finish he ended up finishing fifth but i i got him in round 10 last year so just a qb that uh, you can find later in the draft that's gonna be consistent yeah like why i don't understand it i i don't i i think he's underrated i don't think he gets enough attention i think he was pre-ranked pretty low last year as well I think he was outside the top five. Everyone gave Dak and Mahomes and Drew Brees and some people put Tom Brady on that list, which I don't fucking understand. But uh, I, I think Russell Wilson also adds that dual threat. He's he's hard to sack. Something that I've always appreciated about Russell Wilson is that he's able to get the yards that he needs. He's not going to risk his body. Yeah. He's not gonna he's not gonna bust off some sixty yard run like Lamar Jackson. He's gonna take a slide, run out of bounds, but he's gonna be able to escape the coverage. And I've said it a couple times, but he finds fucking Tyler Lockett in the back of the end zone when it seems like he's throwing the ball out of bounds. Yeah. So yeah. Who, who do you yeah, got at uh, number five? Uh, number five, I got Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson, you know, obviously finishing last year at, at number two, 2019 rank. Um, coming in at number five is a little bit of a, a decline, and some people might wonder why. Or if you saw the uh, Bill O'Brien debacle, you know why. And it's because they, they lost a huge piece out there. Um, losing DeAndre Hopkins, you know, could be huge. Uh, or it could not could be. It is huge. Um, Absolutely. But, but what that's going to do to his fantasy numbers is is where I'm kind of, you know, wondering in my own mind, um, does he take an even bigger decline? Putting him at number five is a little risky. Uh, so that's, that's you know, someone that I'm keeping a close eye on. And, you know, with COVID-19 and everything being virtual and not being able to see, you know, practice highlights and things that they would normally show us on NFL access, you know, teams practicing and, you know, kind of seeing what they look like and things like that. Um, it's, it's tough, man. It's tough to evaluate. It's tough to figure out, you know, how some of these teams are going to mesh with some of these changing pieces. Um, Deshaun Watson, obviously having an average of 22.2 points per game last year is a, is a huge number. Yeah. Uh, but I think that at the end of the day, we're going to have to kind of sit back and, and, and see. So that's one of those ones that I, I look at and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to put him at number five, but that's one of the ones that I kind of put an asterisk next to, to, to pay special attention. How about yourself? What do you got at five? 
I I mean, great segue into that one for me on this one. I got I got Deshaun Watson at number five, and it, it's kind of similar. It's kind of hard to to hate what he's done, but I don't know if Bill O'Brien's got stock in a local hospital because his wide receivers out there are made of glass. I mean, you got Brandon Cooks, you got Will Fuller. I mean, those guys just can't seem to stay on the field for a full season, and just to take those weapons away or take the weapon away. And I know you're adding Johnson. So you're adding somewhat of a, a better run game if, if he can bounce back. But for me, this year is Deshaun Watson's true test mm-hmm. because he had Deon, Deandre Hopkins being all world top, top five wide receiver since Watson's been in the league. But this year is going to be his true test because now we're going to see what he can do with less weapons. Uh, a, a wide receiver that was targeted 140 times per season for you. Now you're taking that target away. What? Where are those 140 targets going to go? And are they going to be successful? It's just, I have met number five for what he's done in the past, but I agree. I think you got to put an asterisk by him. Uh, something that also, the, the guy seems to be Mr. Clutch as well. Uh, like Russell Wilson, he tied for first for five game-winning drives last year. So he he definitely can can do it down the stretch as well if you're behind. But also missing DeAndre Hopkins, that that's gonna hurt. Yeah, yeah, I think that's gonna hurt big. Um, going into number six, I got Drew Brees. Um, he obviously only played ten games last year. Still finished with nearly 3,000 yards passing, though. Uh, 2,979 yards passing, uh, 27 touchdowns, and only four interceptions. I mean, that QBR insane. ranking is just insane at 116.3. Um, and, you know, when he was in there, he was averaging 20.7 points per game. Uh, kept all their pieces around them for, for this uh, offseason. Um, added another another piece in Emmanuel Sanders to, to pair with Michael Thomas. Um, which I think is, is a, a vastly underrated signing. Um, I think Emmanuel Sanders is, is still got gas in the tank, and I think pairing him with Michael Thomas, I mean, he makes a great wide receiver too. Uh, yeah. I, I think that that's, that's a big signing for them. Jared Cook having another season with Breeze um, I think is going to be also big. Jared Cook is is a stud uh the guy's an athletic freak so yeah i think the extra season with with breeze is going to give him some more rapport and, and bring more value there um so definitely think drew breeze is going to have have a great season this year yeah and what was that qb rating that you said he had 116.3 jesus yeah, i mean and, and to put that into perspective the nearest to him was lamar jackson at 113.3 and Lamar Jackson had like a perfect QBR one game. Like he had some some games where his QBR was just through the roof. So that obviously brought his average up a little bit higher. Um, but Drew Brees, I mean, he's just Mr. Consistent. I mean, the guy is a, a student of the game, really studies it. And uh, I mean, if, if I was leading a team uh, and Drew Brees was my quarterback, I, I'd feel pretty confident about myself. And I, I know we're both happy that the Chargers 
got rid of him and brought oh. in Rivers because uh, yeah. I mean. <laughs> To, to be honest, Rivers kind of pestered us for a while, too. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> the fact that they even let Drew Brees go, they got lucky Philip Rivers amounted to what he was able to accomplish out there. Um, because had that gone wrong, I mean, that could have been one of the worst decisions ever made from a franchise. Last couple of years, the Broncos' defense has kind of had had the number for the, for the Chargers. I don't know how we've been able to do it on paper. They've looked better than us, but we've been able to – but Rivers did it for years. Uh, number six, I have Drew Brees as well. Uh, another quarterback that a lot of teams were picking him last year in round eight, round nine, which I thought, again, you're, you're talking about a QB that's averaging 20 points per game in that late of a round. So, again, newbies, listen to this shit up because – that's we've talked about a couple QBs now that have been later round people that are top QBs in fantasy. So I, I think Drew Brees was very well on his way to an MVP season before he got injured. Yeah. If if he would have kept pace with his numbers, he, he would have battled. He's Mr. Consistent, you said it. He's got the most points in fantasy football. In, in history from a from a QB, he had 91.2 points in playoffs for fantasy owners last year. 91.2 points. So, and how many games do you have in, in playoffs, Bry? If you're lucky, three. It, if you're lucky, three games. So, divide 91.2 <laughs> by three games, and you're getting a lot of points from, from him if he was on your team, if you were in that championship. So... Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. Can't can't halt. I, I definitely agree with Emmanuel Sanders as well being an underrated signing. Coming from a Bronco fan, I'm a big Emmanuel Sanders fan. I think where the Broncos went wrong with him was treating him like a wide receiver one. I don't think he's the guy that you, you need to target 140 times a year. I think he's a great number two wide receiver one that can take away some of that double coverage Emmanuel Sanders can slip and put on the burners and beat that safety deep for a, for a deep pass so seven who you got at seven before we head to a commercial break here uh number seven I've got Aaron Rodgers Rodgers kind of had a quiet season if if you think about his stats though I mean his stats were really up but his, his average points per game were, were down last year um, kind of had a, a down year, and they didn't do anything for him in the offseason, as we've mentioned in episodes prior. Um, and that's kind of why I have him at seven. I think if, if they would have added some pieces around him, he definitely could have jumped well up this list. Uh, but really, they still just have Devontae Adams out there. They didn't yeah. really change anything for him. So that's where I kind of struggle with, with Aaron Rodgers this year in terms of pushing him up the board or pushing him down the board. I mean, he very well could go either way. And with them signing uh, Love and, and kind of, you know, I think it was pretty obvious in, in media coverage how he kind of perceived that signing and he was frustrated. And I think, you know, obviously he's he's happy for, for Love and being signed and everything, but he's like, hey, I need some pieces. I got a few years left in me. Let's let's go after this thing, you know? Yeah, still and, doesn't uh, have shit to throw to. Still doesn't have shit to throw to. Just has Devontae Adams and a bunch of people with 25-syllable names. So <laughs> I, I don't really know where to go with that. And, you know, so that's why I have Aaron Rodgers at seven, kind of mid-pack in our, in our top 12 here. 
you know, teetering, you know, going up or down the list. That's that's where I got. So uh, who do you got at seven? I was struggling with with that as well, and but I got Kyler Murray uh, at number seven. Just uh, again, I, I it's hard it's hard to tell uh, giving someone a full off season. Kyler Murray had a great rookie season. Ended up finishing the seventh best QB in in fantasy last year, and I thought a lot of people were crazy drafting him so, so early. Did I, man, I and I thought he was going to be a bust. So I I didn't think he was going to have a good rookie season. I mean, yeah, Lamar I just Jackson he was too short. I was like, yeah, eh, he just kind of has that Johnny Manziel feel to me, you know? Yeah, yeah, it definitely did, and kind of similar style to to Baker Mayfield as well, right? He's mm-hmm. not he's not a very he's smaller than that actually, but yeah, Oklahoma kid. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And same style of play. Yeah. The, the same style of play. Uh, I mean, Cliff out there in Arizona knows how to, how to teach those quarterbacks. And he's almost like a quarterback whisperer from, from college football. And now they just add Deandre walk, uh, excuse me, Deandre Hopkins to the picture. And now you're, you have him with, uh, Christian Kirk with Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, you, you're keeping Kenyon Drake. Uh, you, you have, a ton of weapons that you're surrounding this rookie QB with and two very good veterans with Larry Fitzgerald and DeAndre Hopkins. I I think it's going to be kind of in a year that is going to be tough for him because it's going to be his second year. And I always say dual threat athletic quarterbacks have a tough second year with defensive coordinators having that full year. You're at least giving him the weapons to have him be successful. We'll see if he's not. Something that we'll have to obviously keep an eye on is he was sacked 48 times last year, which was first in the NFL. So this year, I don't know uh, if he's going to throw the ball more and try to force it a little bit more, maybe throw a little bit more interceptions. Is he going to throw it away more and be smart with it? We'll have to see, but I have him at, at number seven. Yeah, can't argue that. Can't argue that at all. So let's uh let's pause for a second and and hit our sponsor up here real quick and and then we'll uh talk about the next ones. Aircare Heating and Cooling is your number one heating and cooling professional provider serving San Jose and the surrounding communities. The summer season is upon us, and Aircare Heating and Cooling is here to make sure that your cooling system is in tip-top shape for those hot summer days. Call now to have maintenance performed to ensure that your air conditioner will outlast the upcoming summer season. Call 408 408- 809-7350 to book your maintenance appointment now or visit us at aircareheatandcool.com to book an appointment online. Aircare Heating and Cooling, where we care for your air. Jumping into QB8. Now we're going to go QB8 to QB12. Uh, we're going to start off again uh, with, with you, Brian. We're going to do 12. Uh, both Brian and I, I, I'm usually, I was in a 12-man league last year. For those of you, uh, we're going to do 12 to, to help those people out that have 12, 12 QB or a 12-person league for, for you guys. But who do you have at number eight, Bri? Number eight, I got Kyler Murray. Um, you know, just as you mentioned in our in our segment prior, you know, the kid had a great rookie season. And then they go and add DeAndre Hopkins, um, having Drake uh, all off season and yeah. leading in for another year is just going to help them that much more. I don't know what was going on with David Johnson out there. I thought, you know, David Johnson with, with Kyler Murray was going to be huge, but for some reason it just didn't, it didn't work out for David Johnson out there. And 
it was kind of a weird last you know season and a half plus uh but you know them adding deandre hopkins is huge and another year under the same coordinator same head coach is just going to serve him that much better um you know and he also threw for 3,722 yards last year which is not a, a small number when you look at that number i mean he's just beneath an aaron Rodgers. you know yeah like not he's not far off and and actually averaged more points per game last year than aaron Rodgers. so when you put that into perspective it's like okay this kid had a, a hell of a season like you know, at the end of the year, I looked back on it. We had a guy in our league that had Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson on his team. And I'm just like, and, and he never even had to put Kyler Murray in, obviously, because he had Lamar Jackson. And it's like, you just had this stud just sitting on your bench all year long. Um, you know, and there was many people who were trying to trade him, but I think he was just holding on to him because he didn't want to give anybody a, a good quarterback. Because um, then they're more competitive that way. Uh but yeah, Kyler Murray at number eight, I think he's going to have a great season this this upcoming year. What do you got at eight? Before I jump into my eight, where are you going to pick a Kyler Murray at your QB like, eight? Like as a annual or a average draft position? What, yeah, like, what like yeah, which round around? are you looking to, to get him? I'm thinking you could probably get him like in the 10th to maybe 11th round range, like in that 100 yeah. to 110, you know, round uh, pick pick range yeah that's what yeah, I that, think. what do you think I, I i agree i i think i think all these quarterbacks from from here on out that we're talking about are round 10 to 10 to 13 10 to 14 that you can you can get these um get these guys if you desperately need it but yeah i i think eight or nine is a is a good round to look at for for him at number eight i have aaron Rodgers. So this is kind of where I struggled as well. I hate to to put Aaron Rodgers below a second-year quarterback like this, but uh, again, you kind of said it right there that he was kind of pushing right below Aaron Rodgers with some of his with some of his stats, and he was a rookie quarterback. But since 2012, Aaron Rodgers has five top five finishes, an additional top ten finish, so uh, six out of the last eight years he's finished within the top 10 so i mean he's been able to do it as well he averages seven i interceptions excuse me seven interceptions per season to to make his ratio uh, a four td ratio to one int ratio it's pretty nuts as well so he he definitely has he's a future hall of famer but i kind of am thankful with those 25 syllable wide receivers that I don't have to pronounce that shit. <laughs> so week after week, hopefully those, those guys stay very bad wide receivers and I don't have to say shit about them, but yeah. uh, I just don't, he doesn't have shit to throw to. I feel bad for, for him. I feel bad for Devonte Adams. I think they really fucked up in the off season by not getting Aaron Rodgers one person to, to add and give Devonte some help as well, and I think it's just gonna to to be a struggle. Who you yeah. got at number nine? Yeah, I, I agree. Just just to go back to that too, and the the, the touchdown to interception ratio for for Aaron Rodgers is is obviously. I mean, for fantasy wise, it's not huge. I mean, yeah, you get deduction and points for interceptions, and that could hurt you. Um, but but really, as a Packers uh, fan base, you kind of look at Aaron Rodgers and you're like, man, we went from Brett Favre throwing. 
four interceptions a game to Aaron Rodgers throwing four <laughs> interceptions a season, you know, like that's, that's a huge change. So just wanted to touch on that. I mean, that's, that's a pretty amazing stat line. Uh, but yeah, number nine, uh, for me, I got Carson Wentz. Um, I think Carson Wentz is a underrated quarterback in the league. I think a lot of people kind of, you know, dismiss him for, for not being the guy to win the Super Bowl for Philly and kind of hold that over his head as like, you know, Nick Foles is, was the guy. And that was the reason why they won. I mean, let's not forget he was having an MVP season when he got injured. Uh, so, I mean, he threw for 4,039 yards last year. Uh, also a great touchdown interception ratio of 27 and seven. And he was throwing to who? You know, like who was he throwing those 4,000 yards to? Because there was nobody there at the end of the season. I mean, they're pulling guys off the practice squad, plucking guys off the street. I mean, they were literally piecing a team together to play that that last week against the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, you know, he averaged 17.7 yards last season. I think that they did did some things here in the offseason to help him. They've got him some pieces. They drafted the, some some rookies to uh, kind of add that those skill positions, um, you know, which is what they needed, which is what, you know, the Packers should have done. Uh, add more pieces around them to help your quarterback. Uh, but I, I think that he's going to – I think he's going to have a, a good season this year. I, I really do. I think he'll definitely finish in the top ten. Um, and I think that, you know, going into a year where, you know, you have the Cowboys with a new head coach, you've got the Redskins with a new head coach, you've got the Giants with a new head coach. Philly's really got this for the taking, in my opinion. I I think that, you know, they're probably between them and the Cowboys, it's going to be a, a, a battle for that, that division. Yeah. What about you? Who do you got? I got Matt Ryan at number nine, uh, just pure volume. This guy, Atlanta just seems to to be a court or a team that is needing. They're behind a lot. Their quarterback is needing to throw the ball to to kind of catch up. Uh, he threw for six hundred and sixteen attempts last year, which is averaging forty. I mean, forty one attempts per per game. That I mean, that's huge. that's huge numbers and. Uh, <laughs> 26 TDs to, to 14 INTs, obviously uh, definitely higher on the, the INTs than some of the people that, that we just talked about. But he's averaging throwing yards per game. He's averaging 297 yards per game. So he's kind of a similar style, I believe, to like a Matt Stafford where he's going to throw. He's going to get two or three touchdowns a game. He may get one to two INT is a game as well, but with the amount of yards that he's going to throw per game as well, he's going to get up there. He averaged 19.1 points per game last year. He ended up finishing ninth. Uh, I think, again, with uh, a Julio Jones, uh, a Calvin Ridley, I I think they have the the weapons out there. Now they got Todd Gurley as well, and and Hayden Hurst. You got a younger younger person than Austin Hooper. So I think he's got weapons out there that he can throw to. And is that if that defense stays terrible, he's going to continue to have to throw the ball to, to play catch up. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's a great segue again into my number 10, Matt Ryan. Um, 
and, and really, just to touch on that, uh, those 49Ts, go, go back and, and take a look at the film. How, how many of those were in garbage time where they're just having to force the ball downfield because they that's have a good no point. choice? Yeah, know? that's a good point. So, so it's really not – a lot of those INTs I don't put – totally on quarterbacks um you know of course sometimes they're, they're your fault but you know some of these ints people just look at stat lines they don't actually watch the film and they just see a stat line and they're like oh that's a lot of interceptions it's like well three of them bounced off their receivers hands into the defense's arms you know <laughs> so that's not really necessarily his fault uh, I, I love Matt Ryan. I've had Matt Ryan on my fantasy team other than last year, pretty much for like the last five years plus wow. I've had him as my quarterback. Uh, I, I always go after him and Roethlisberger because they just really, they like you just said, he's throwing 616 times a season. I mean, crazy, crazy. stat line, crazy, crazy. stat line. Uh, and, and as we say, chase that volume. If you're playing from behind or you're just a team that's really pass heavy, uh, that's a good quarterback to have as, as your guy. And, you know, he put up 19.1 points per game. That's not far behind a Russell Wilson who just put up, an, a, a, a you know, 1.8 points more than him last year. So yeah. it's not like he was like vastly worse than, you know, your number two ranked guy or your number three ranked guy. Um, he, he puts up a lot of points. So Matt Ryan coming in at number 10 is one of those guys that you can get late. You can draft him definitely in probably like the 10th to 12th round. Yeah, so if you agreed. want to sit on a quarterback and, and just wait it out and draft all your skill positions first, uh, Matt Ryan is somebody to look for late in the draft that will put up just as good as numbers as somebody that you might have to draft in like the fourth, fifth round. Um, yeah. So just keep that in mind. It's something to think about. And j just touching on that real quick, Going back to what we talked about, and we've talked about a couple episodes now, is wait, draft your skill positions before your QB. You can wait for guys. I usually go with a Russell Wilson, who was 9-10 last year, drafted average draft round, uh, as well as Matt Ryan. You said you can get 10-12. to 12. I mean, those are two guys there that have good volume, especially Matt Ryan with enormous volume. You can get late and be able to get that and stack your team with other positions. Yeah, absolutely. What do you got at number 10? Number 10, I got uh, I got Josh Allen. Uh, I like Josh Allen. I, I think he's done a great job with, with Buffalo adding the, the Stefan Diggs. Uh, I think it's going to be huge for him. Uh, Devin Sing Singletary, nice little running back going into his second year. Also getting Zach Moss, who's kind of a – a guy like a Frank Gore, he's a, he's a stockier back that is obviously got less miles than a Frank Gore. So they didn't really lose much when they lost Frank Gore there. But his first full season as a starting quarterback this year uh, was his first full season playing a, a full 15 games. Ended up being QB6. I mean, he had 15, uh, he averages 15 TDs per season. A stat that I think a lot of people will be surprised with him is his rushing stats. His rushing yards. Crazy. Crazy. He Crazy had, amount of rushing yards. He had 510 rushing yards last year, which was third. He had nine rushing TDs, which was led all QBs in rushing TDs. Nine TDs. 17 rushing TDs and 27 starts. The guy can run the ball. He's. We talked about it before he's this episode. He's sneaky fast, man. He's and sneaky fast, and he looks like a linebacker. Like he he's does. a big boy. Nobody wants to get in his way. 
Uh, yeah. He's almost like that Cam Newton in his prime, you know, like just just churning downfield, ready to run people over. I mean, yeah. that's that's a big man coming at you and fast. You know, he's yeah. got some wheels like the guy is definitely an athlete. Um, yeah, I, I like Josh Allen a lot, too. I think that's a that's a that's a good pick there. And 17 rushing TDs in the first 27 uh, in the first 27 games. The only QB in history that has more than that is Cam Newton. And now oh, they're really? in the yeah. yeah now they're in the same division. Man, I was so, dead on there with that comparison, huh? Yeah, you you <laughs> definitely you definitely were. So that's who I got at number ten. And uh, again, he finished QB six last year. So uh, even ten, this is someone that I'm going to look for late in the draft and to be able to get a dual threat quarterback. Yeah, no, I I, I 100% agree there. Number eleven, um, jumping to the next one here. I've got Tom Brady. I know the man is as old as the NFL, and <laughs> we're all wondering when he'll finally retire, uh, but it seems that money can buy the fountain of youth, and he continues on. So he moves over to Tampa Bay and gets a plethora of weapons surrounded in, surrounding him, and he, he's got to make your top 12. You look left, you look right. I mean, throw to anybody that you're throwing to a pro bowler. You're going to have Gronk. You're going to have Godwin. You're going to have Mike Evans. You know, they've, they've got a good running back in Ronald Jones. They go draft the rookie. I mean, there's their team. Yeah, Vaughn. I mean, they're stacked, man. They are just absolutely stacked. Uh, I think that it's it's a team that is just uh, ready to kind of take the league by storm. And with Brady, it's, it's kind of like that that feel when when Manning moved over to the Broncos and I'm yeah. hoping that you know Brady doesn't take that type of decline uh but last year it looked like he could still throw it down the field pretty well so I'll be interested to see if if his move over to a different team a different system you know kind of how that impacts his his way of playing sometimes at, at times I know it sounds crazy with how how great he was in New England but just to be nitpicky so at, at times he seemed kind of like rigid like he was just kind of very uh obviously everything was very scripted it almost seemed like um, yeah but I, I really do feel like he's going to have a great season. He's one of those guys that I'm ranking at number 11, but very well by the end of the season could be in your top five. Um, with all those weapons around him, I would not I would not be shocked if next year this time we're doing the same exact episode, but for the next season, and we have Tom Brady listed in the top five. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I, I have him, great segue again. I have him at number 11 as well. I think it's kind of crazy because I think a lot of people are going to say exactly and going to think the same way of all the stuff that you just said with all his weapons and being a future Hall of Famer and what he's able to do. And I think he's going to be drafted earlier. So I, I think he's going to be drafted probably, I wouldn't draft him before round nine, but I think a lot of people may be saying the same thing couple newbies may be saying the same thing as well and drafting them probably around six or seven which i wouldn't draft them that high but yeah I, I could i could definitely see him going as high as between like round seven through nine um, yeah I'm, I'm not taking him that early just because age is a is a concern of mine for him yeah uh, but yeah definitely a great point there i think that you kind of hit the nail on the head and a crazy stat from him and he's always had this He's always been, he's always had a shit ton of red zone attempts. He had 101 red zone attempts last year, which was first in the NFL. So he definitely 
It'll Definitely. get you downfield. Yeah. It'll get you downfield. That's that's it, what you can ask for, you know. And something that always pisses me off is that third and one on the goal line or whatever the hell. He'll get up there, do a quick snap, and just fucking sneak, sneak it into it the – Oh, my gosh. I and you're sitting there with it. James White or Blunt or somebody in the past years, and you're just, like, <laughs> banging your head on the desk like, why? And even as, and it looks as so I'm like, effortless, too. It looks so unathletic the way he does it. He just kind of, like, falls forward like a dead skeleton. Yeah. You know, just kind of just like, nah. <laughs> yeah. And he's always been a quarterback that's been able to get the ball out quickly yeah. versus taking a sack. But New England's always had a good offensive line for him. So, oh, yeah, that's absolutely true. We'll see what that offensive line with can do in Tampa Bay, but you can't knock any of the weapons that he's got over there. I know they keep talking about um, a possibly reunion with Josh Gordon out there uh, in, in Tampa Bay to be their wide receiver three, which would be ridiculous to have that. But, yeah, I think agreed. I think he could – I wouldn't be surprised if I see him in the top five finalist this year, but age and everything else, I'm going to put him at number 11, but I'm looking forward to watching that division with three future hall of famers with Matt Ryan, Drew Brees and Tom Brady battle it out in the NFC South. Yeah, no, I, I think that is going to be a very fun division to watch this year. Um, pretty much every game is going to be must see, must see games. Uh, oh yeah, at least I hope so, right? We can only sit here and hope that it, it lives up to the hype. But yeah, uh, I we'll think see. That, that's going to be a very competitive division this year. And uh, rounding so, out uh, our final yeah. twelve here, hit us up, Brad. Yeah, number twelve, I got Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, give me, give me a Roethlisberger. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that's probably a shock to some people. He was injured last year, sat out. But let's look at you know the year prior stats. 5,129 yards passing with 675. <laughs> Jesus. The man is throwing the ball a lot. A and lot. If you, and if you're chasing volume, I mean, that's the guy to, to, to go with. Uh, like I said a little while ago, I, I typically go for Matt Ryan and Ben Roethlisberger. Those are my guys because um, I know that they're efficient. They get a ton of yards by the end of the year. Um, and they put up a lot of points. His his 2018 uh, average points per game was 21.81, which would have been better than every other quarterback last year, uh, except for Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson. Uh, yeah, you know, so he he if he averages that, he's a, he's a top five quarterback. It's just yeah, it just is what it is, you know. So a lot of people look at Roethlisberger, they might not think that he's he's a top five guy, but that's somebody that you're going to be able to get in those later rounds, 10 through probably 13. You could probably get them. So that hundred to 130 range is where, where you're probably going to be able to find a Ben Roethlisberger and draft him and plug him in. And you're going to be shocked that you got him that late and why everybody, every single year seems to sleep on Ben Roethlisberger. Um, so that's who I got at number 12. How'd you round off your list? Who'd you go with number 12? Number 12, I went with the Carson Wentz. Talk about a guy that had to go through a rough year, but still had a successful year. Still had over 4,000 yards passing, still 27 touchdowns to seven INTs. And with all his wide receivers hurt last year, his team had 32 drops, which made him sixth on that list for QBs. So he had a lot of drops as well from a QB. So not only were people hurt, 
but the people around him kept dropping the damn ball. So uh, I think with a Miles Sanders coming in at year two, it's just going to get stronger for Carson Wentz with them being able to get their wide receivers back as well as add a wide receiver in the draft and being able to add a a Jalen Rieger. uh, I think they're going to be able to, and obviously having Zach Ertz as well as Dallas, uh, who is it? What is it? Goddard? 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 Goddard. Goddard. I I think he's got a lot of weapons if his wide receivers can stay healthy. Uh, Another someone that if he's got the people around him and even with the people not around him, he still finished at at QB 10 last year. So I have him rounding off on my list. Again, I'm just still a little scared with Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson. They seem to get hurt quite a bit. And if they get hurt again, to, to leave it up to a rookie wide receiver with Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. I, it's just, it's tough for me. And that's the only reason why I have them at 12. Yeah. Good. I mean, those are all sound, you know, reasonings and, and I I agree a hundred percent. I just feel like uh, that division is going to be pretty competitive with them really going for the top. And I feel like, you know, that little bit of edge is, is going to push them up the, the list there. Um, but I, I 100% agree if they're if if they've got their wide receivers injured like they did last year to put that on on a rookie wide receiver and a couple tight ends is going to be tough for them to, to accomplish. So uh, definitely, definitely agree with that. All right, let's let's discuss some honorable mentions and, and some buyer bewares here. So honorable mentions, these are people that just kind of fell short off of our list doesn't mean that they shouldn't be in your top 12 or couldn't be in your top 12. They're definitely right outside of it for us. But I think these 13 and 14, and I've seen your list and, and I'm looking at mine right now. I, I think these are both people that can definitely be considered uh, finishing high and could have some, some powerful seasons. Who do you have at uh, as your two honorable mentions? So my two honorable mentions, first one I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Phillip Rivers. I think Phillip Rivers is going to have a sneaky good season this year. You put him with that Colts offensive line, it ain't going to be that Chargers offensive line where he had literally no time to throw the ball. Yeah. The Colts offensive line is stacked and he's going to have a lot of time back there. You've got T.Y., you've got the rookie in Pittman, uh, you know, you've got Marlon Mack, you've got Jonathan Taylor. I think that that team is poised to make a run. I think that they're going to be highly competitive, and I think Phillip Rivers is going to have a hell of a season. He's another one of those guys that year to year I typically will have on my roster just because of how much he throws the ball. Uh, last year, finishing with 4,615 yards. Uh, he just had a ton of interceptions last year. He, yeah. he struggled big time in the interception category with 20. Uh, and they're so, playing behind a lot as well, tough. garbage time. So yeah. I, I know a lot of those could be attributed to that as well. And yeah. if he keeps playing as long as he is, some of his eight fucking kids might be in the league that he could be <laughs> thrown to. He'll be he'll be either throwing to him or playing against them. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna have his whole. He's gonna have a whole offense of just made up of his kids. Yeah. And then and then after after Philip Rivers, my my second honorable mention is gonna be Matthew Stafford. Um, I, I think that, you know, obviously he was injured all of last year or, or most of last year. He, he only played eight games. Um, 
with with the eight games he played, he threw for twenty five hundred yards. So had he Crazy. played another eight games, he would have thrown for five thousand yards. <laughs> Crazy. And and in those eight games he played, he averaged twenty one point four yard uh, twenty one point four points per game. Um, yeah. So he would have been up there in that top five area and and finishing as well. Um, so Matthew Stafford is another guy that I, I say you know chase that volume of passing and he he throws a ton. They're typically playing from behind, so you get a lot of garbage time yardage, and and that I mean that's what we're looking for here, folks. We're looking for any type of points we can get. I don't care if it comes you know in a competitive game where they win the game, or if it comes in garbage time and they get a garbage touchdown and still lose by fifty. I don't care. It still gets me points. <laughs> so that's all I care about. So yeah, uh, Matthew Stafford as my second. Who do you got as your two honorable men? So my two honorable mentions, I'm as well going to go with with a Matt, Matthew Stafford. I think, again, he was having a great year last year before he got hurt. It, it seems to be that the, the quarterbacks that are playing behind tend to be up there in numbers as exactly. well because they're having to throw the damn ball. He's hooked the ball quite a bit in his career. He's always averaged over 500 attempts a season. I mean, he's a gunslinger. I mean, he's thrown the ball. He's someone that I've had a couple times or have kind of seen people have success in fantasy leagues and be like, who's their quarterback? I'm looking at pre-matchup. I'm I'm seeing Russell Wilson versus Matt Stafford. I'm like, okay, I'm going to win at the quarterback matchup with, with Russell Wilson. And then all of a sudden, Matt Stafford throws 300 yards, Four touchdowns, three interceptions, just out out does Russell Wilson by by a nose hair. But he's gonna have a, a huge volume, and the guy's got some weapons. I mean, you got Galladay who had a great season last year, even without Stafford, he had an amazing season. You have Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola, you got uh, T.J. Was it Hawkinson? Iowa boy. Yep. I know our Niner fans like the the Iowa co- tight ends out there. Man, but... Iowa breeds tight ends, boy. Yeah. Don't they? I mean, they just breed tight ends out in Iowa. I don't know what it is in that water or that that uh, cornbread out there, but I mean, they are just breeding tight ends. Absolutely, absolutely, and and of course they they got some pretty good uh, running backs over there with uh, Karan Johnson, with drafting DeAndre Swift as well. So they definitely have the weapons we'll see if they can finally get a thousand yard running back uh again but either way he's gonna hook the ball uh my next honorable mention is a big ben and i think the only thing that kind of scares me about the big ben is he doesn't have as many weapons as i would like him to have he can hook the ball and he does a good job but juju kind of scares me he he kind of disappeared after Last year with, with Big Ben being hurt, which just kind of points me to the sign that he's not that great of a wide that receiver in my mind. Talent. Yeah. So James Conner got hurt last year, and it, it seems that if he gets hurt as well, Big Ben could be throwing the ball a lot, which, which is a good sign. Uh, but if if he stays healthy, it seems that they're going to probably give James Conner the ball 20 times a game and we'll see where that ends up big ben if he's there in the in the later rounds i i I might swoop him as my qb1 just because i think he can he finished 2018 as the second best quarterback so i think he could finish in the top five so that's that's someone that i i'm gonna save when we talk about a, a nice sleeper episode coming up but 
Who are your two buyer bewares? Yeah, so my first one I'm going to go with is going to be uh, Deshaun Watson. Um, so, you know, kind of like I was, I was talking about earlier, um, you know, he finished last year ranked number two. I have him on my list ranked at number five, uh, which means a lot of people out there are going to have him in that top five range, which means you're going to have to draft him kind of high. And that's why he's a buyer beware for me because he lost DeAndre Hopkins, which it was a huge reason for a large portion of his, his successes out there. Um, you know, then they, they put a bandaid on it with Brandon cooks and, you know, they're kind of crossing their fingers, hoping for the best. Um, but I, I, I sit here wondering if he'll be as successful without DeAndre Hopkins. Um, so that's, that's my first, uh, 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 my first, uh, buyer beware. And then second to that, I'm going to throw out Aaron Rodgers with the off season that they had. This very well could be a make or break season for Aaron Rodgers staying in green Bay. My kind of intuition leans toward me thinking that Aaron Rodgers is going to be Aaron Rodgers and he's going to ball out. Um, a, a small portion of me though is a little bit concerned wondering with the offseason drama and some of that stuff and not getting people to help him out if he's going to be successful or not I mean he'll be successful but will he be a top 10 quarterback is the question right um, yeah and, and you know if you're drafting Aaron Rodgers and say the six to eighth round range you're hoping for you know somebody who's going to get you a ton of points week in and week out and with him only averaging 17.5 points per game last year it'd be a huge reach at that draft range um so if you're looking at him in those rounds i i just say you know be careful who do you yeah, guys here to i got aaron Rodgers as well same thing uh part of me wants to use you, you kind of nailed it right on the head part of me wants to say you know what he's always played with a chip on his shoulder he was pissed off when he got drafted so late and so many people went ahead of him and he's balled out he's a future hall of famer so he seems to play well with a chip on his shoulder but there ain't no one out there for him to throw to i think a lot of people could make the mistake of saying exactly kind of what we just said oh he's gonna ball out or he's gonna go scorched earth because he's pissed or whatever and then all of a sudden not live up to to being drafted in the the sixth or seventh round uh, I definitely wouldn't look towards him uh, there's plenty of quarterbacks ahead of him in my eyes for that reason uh, even though I, I listed him as number eight yeah and, and a small piece of me with Aaron Rodgers looks at those two games against the Niners where those games really mattered and when the games really mattered he was not the Aaron Rodgers we were used disappeared um, just completely was not himself and disappeared uh I, I I don't know it was a bit of a head scratcher watching those games like against some transcendent talent defenses that you know got some studs uh he he isn't able to kind of pick apart the defense like he used to be able to uh, yeah the Niners defense made him look silly uh, yeah. So uh, I wonder, is that age decline? Is that the talent around him? You know, I think it's a it's a multitude of everything. And, and I, you know, that's why I say absolutely buyer beware. Yeah. Yeah. No, ag agree. And, and my next one here is actually Kyler Murray, uh, just for the, the sake of he had a great rookie season. Uh, I'm just I, I don't know if he's going to be able to repeat having such a good season as he did last year for year two yeah with all this years are tough it, sophomore years for quarterbacks are very tough it's the same thing 
for for baseball with hitters being in their sophomore year it's it's a tough season now that you're giving people a full off season to look at your tape and see how they can scheme against you as well as not only that but now you have this whole COVID-19 bullshit that you can't even really have the time that you want with DeAndre Hopkins to be able to gather and gain that relationship with that person and even with this whole offseason of having Kenyon Drake they haven't been able to do what they needed to do so it's just going to be interesting uh, to see if if Cliff is able to 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 keep his head on is he going to throw more interceptions because now that he's got the weapons and he's just going to throw and hasn't had the time uh, I think year two is a is a year that a lot of QBs a lot of offensive coordinators can open up the playbook for, for their QBs, and a lot of that decision-making can go wrong in year two uh, with a lot of pressure. Again, he was sacked 48 times last year, which was first in the NFL. So that's my buyer beware on this list. Otherwise, my buyer beware would be Jimmy G for the Niner fans. Stay, <laughs> stay away from that dude, that, that dude. See, I, I would say buyer beware but if you've bought him you're already a moron and you're too far gone <laughs> <laughs> go ahead flugan go yeah. ahead draft him hey that, that's just those ones that you know i like to throw a couple digs at, at our niner buddies because you know we're from the bay area and all our friends are niner fans so we, we got to throw some digs at them every now and then. exactly exactly well what another what what another great episode of content was able to break down a lot of stats for you guys. Uh, hit them with those closing remarks, Brad. Yeah, uh, if you guys aren't following us on social media, you better get to it and go over to Instagram. Follow us at Fantasy Football BS uh, on YouTube at Fantasy Football BS and on Twitter at Fantasy FBBS. Uh, again, all of the uh, major platforms for podcasts you can find us. Uh, go over there, like us, uh, follow us. You know, get notified every time we drop an episode. Hopefully, you, you, you like what you're hearing and you click that like button. Um, we do still uh, have some time for you guys to uh, join the contest that we have going on. Uh, go over to our, our social media and tag three people. Uh, get them to, to subscribe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And what do we got our last ep- or next episode? Yeah, next episode we've got running back positional rankings. Um, so definitely uh, join in and, and listen for that episode. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be the same way that we're doing this episode. We are going to be going kind of this back and forth, uh, seeing who who how we each rank uh, our, our running backs. So it'll be a lot of fun to debate just like this episode was. Yeah, bring a pad and paper for that one. Brad will drop some knowledge for some running backs for you guys for sure. Yeah, and bring uh, like a Valium and a bottle of tequila because it's going to be a long one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I might I might have to switch to like a – what do you drink out there? A, a Michelob Ultra? Two uh, and a half like carbs or something? Hey, hey, let's not broadcast that out for the world to hear, all right? That, that is purely because I'm dieting. <laughs> <laughs> but I might need something like that because that's going to be a heavy, heavy content episode and yeah, I got to be on yeah. my game. Yeah, I might have to. Uh, I've been on this uh, Terramana kick, the Rock's new tequila. Man, it is smooth and just the right price. Uh, that's that's kind of been my, my latest. That's amazing. That's amazing. And, and, of course, thank you to our sponsors, Air Care Heating and Cooling, uh, your, your professional provider for the Bay Area. You can reach them at 408-809-7350, as well as reach them online for a quote at aircareheatandcool.com. So... 
again thank you guys thanks for supporting us absolutely guys peace out